Hello there, woman beings, and welcome to the Woman Being Podcast. Um, I'm here today with the lovely Emma and the lovely Kellyanne. Hello, hello. Welcome to you both. Thank welcome you. Welcome to all of us. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to talk about a very fun subject, which is the topic of the upper regions, the upper nether regions, you might say, boobicles, the boobies, wow. the breasts, <laughs> and... Um, I have two experts here in different respects. Maybe three experts, honestly. We have three experts here. We've all had boobs and we all have boobs. <laughs> we have had and have. And will have. And continue, and to, have continue, continue to, to have boobs. boobs. Yes, so every is... single one of us. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is what we're going to talk about today. Um, we've gotten some of your feedback. Excited to share some of that. We've gotten, you know, some expert advice from a former bra specialist. Well, continued bra specialist. Wow. And a... Uh, a bra burner, you might say, and, you know, just someone else with boobs. So, <laughs> Oh, my word. Uh, we're going to dive right in in just a minute. <laughs> this is Woman Being, where we explore thoughts and opinions and have the freedom to change our minds. Without expectation or judgment, we will hold a safe space and support each other as we navigate together in the form of feminine. And we're back. Um, to start off this episode, I actually just want to do a little reminder at the top of the episode to Ooh. give us a follow on Instagram, a review on Apple Podcasts. That's a big, um, it's a big help for us. But you yeah. can follow us at Woman Being Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, we yeah. also have a website, womanbeingcommunity.com. And yeah, so give us a follow, give us a chat. This episode today, we have some discussion topics that we asked your opinion about and are going to come into play today. So if you really want to be interacting with us and giving us your thoughts and giving us topics to discuss and, you know, contributing to the episodes that we're doing, like, that's a great way to interact. That's and we love way. it. So you get into our little world. <laughs> that's just our little <laughs> top plug. Yeah. Um, a topless plug. Oh. 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 It's like a shameless plug, but you're topless, which is also, exactly. you know, like, it's yeah. a topless plug. So which, yeah. at the top and of the And maybe episode. you should be shameless when you're topless. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Some maybe you say. should. Maybe you should. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's a topic maybe we're we'll going to discuss about that. today. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, to lead us in, um, I was thinking it'd be fun to just talk about some of the fun. Like, boobs are, to me, a very funny concept. Like, they're mm. just these, like... Sacks, sacks of flesh. Yeah, they're just <laughs> these like soft pillows that sort of exist on your chest. Mm -hmm. They're kind of weird looking, if you ask me. They are. They're but weird. But they're also really hot. Yes. But also like, you know, like physically hot. Boob sweat is real. <laughs> mm -hmm. So anyways, first question, what is your favorite word for boobs? Hmm. Honestly, I think I'm pretty boring because I just like to say boobs. Like <laughs> I have, <laughs> when I think about like the word breasts, I think of like chicken Chicken breasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like meat. Yes. Yeah. And, like, I think, like, tatas is kind of fun. But, like, titties feels sort of demeaning for some mm -hmm. reason to me. And, like, bosom is, like, a fun word to use to, like, throw people off. Like, sometimes I'll say bosom in, like, a funny story if it mm. applies. And I'm talking about breasts for some reason. But, um... I just used breast. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe it doesn't always make me think of chicken. Maybe I do like to use that one. I feel like breast but. is used exclusively when you're talking about like breastfeeding or like breast <laughs> yeah. as the function of the the thing itself. Like no one says yeah. like, oh, you just touched my breast. Like that's just. Yeah. I think. No, I think someone might say that. Really? I feel like. Yeah. I feel like now that I'm, I'm processing this in real time <laughs> right now, you're watching this. I think that to me breast 
can make me think of chicken, but also is feels sort of like almost like a more sort of scientific way yes, of talking yeah, about it. Feels it. Medical. So if I'm like saying, if I'm speaking about boobs in that sort of realm, mm. or maybe if I'm trying to sound a little bit more, you know, elevated, a little more mm. mature, I might say yeah. the breast. Yeah, breast sounds like something your mom would say to, to talk about boobs to make it not awkward. Yeah. And but, it just makes, it, it, makes more it more awkward. awkward. Definitely. Yeah. You know what makes me feel awkward? Is boobies. Really? Oh. I feel like that's like something a child would say. I like boobies. I, it, it's sort of like, it, it freaks me out in the same way that it sort of freaks me out when like adult men call their mom mommy, you know, like oh. that sort of feeling. It's like boobies. I don't know. Boobies. Yeah. yeah. Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> boobies. <laughs> I think that's super fair though. I like that you go with the classic, you know, the timeless. Yeah. Keep it simple. Boobs. I feel like though you're, a grandma would call your boobs like bosom. Mm. You know, I, that feels very like old timey to oh, yeah. me. Very classic. A little Old Testament. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I mean, in normal day to day life, I like boobs, but I personally uh, really like tits. I think to me, it feels just like fun, short, sweet, simple. Everyone knows what you're saying when you say tits. Um, so that's kind of my favorite, but my surprise one that I like to throw out once in a while is chesticles. Mm. Because let's get real, the boobs are kind, kind of, of the, like the testicles. testicles of the upper body. <laughs> yeah. But they're much more appealing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like t- yeah, it's like Probably sort of smelly. soft and defenseless. Yeah. And like, you know, just sort of there. I mean, yeah. if you hit it at the wrong it's time crippling. of the month, it could, it could be very painful. It's crippling. Yeah. But they like, the function of them is sort of, they're just they like hanging knock around. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I, I can see that. that. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Tits sometimes makes me think of like, hey, toots. Like, 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 hey, the tits. I I am also a regular user of the word boobs. I've never actually thought personally what my favorite word for boobs is. Mm. Um, I will say titties or tits is probably my least favorite word. Really? Favorite word. Yeah. Um, Because it feels very demeaning to me. Mm. Yeah. It feels like, I don't know. I guess I just associate that with, like, like, skeevy guys saying. But I also feel like I see some sort of, like, more, like, feminist-y figures, like, using it in a way of maybe Mm -hmm. almost, like, reclaiming the term. Yeah. Um, But it feels like, yeah, I think of, like, creepy guys saying, like, ah, look at her tits. Yeah. Mm. Look at those titties. Yeah. Mm. But... It's fair. And I mean, to be fair, like, these are not titties. (laughs) (laughs) Those are tatas. These are (laughs) tatas. These are titas. Titas. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure are there any other words that we uh have heard um i heard knockers yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah shelf that's a good one shelf. Shelf. <laughs> um my sister calls them her mosquito bites yes because <laughs> she has small i'd be part of the mosquito bite game a little bit i, I think it was so cute <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. Cute. Yeah, yeah mine's like a mosquito bite like from the Amazon that I'm really allergic to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Someone with an extreme I really need to go to the doctor right now. <laughs> she needs an EpiPen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, next question. Do your boobs have a name? Mm. Mine do not. I'm, I'm boring again. <laughs> They're just my boobs. They're just your boobs. Okay. I hate to break it to you. Wow, that's really boring. Yeah, sorry. Okay. 
Kelly? I mean, I have definitely felt the need to have names for my boobs in the past and definitely have named them at times. Uh, but I always forget what they're called because they're not yeah, real. I wouldn't people. remember if I did. You I'm know? pretty sure it was something like that felt very seductive. Like one was Veronica and then the other one was like Chelsea. Mm. <laughs> but let's get real. Like I forget. Mm. For sure. I feel like it'd be fun to name my boobs like Thelma and Louise or something. Oh. So it's like referencing. From henceforth. Yeah. Your boobs are known as <laughs> Helma and Louise. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. I That's perfect because they're feminist icons from their yeah, movies. You know, so those are Thelma and Louise. It's like Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> I love that actually. Can or we keep can, that? Can that you be could also it? just yeah, like call them the Golden Girls. The Golden, the Golden Girls. Girls. <laughs> Which by the way, me and James are re-watching the Golden Girls. Rewatching. We are for the first time watching the Golden Girls mm-hmm. and I love it. Wow. It's hilarious. I actually want to watch it. I mean, I've everything. never watched it. Comedically, it's pretty like iconic. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely dated, you know, like it the style used to be overacting, mm. but like the lines and the writing is like a lot of it is pretty timeless. Yeah. I've been really impressed. And there's a lot of like very feminist themes that you see in that show. That, Super feminist. Yeah, like we're I pretty think that, like yeah. Out there for the time, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We're talking I about 60-year-old women betting their ex-husbands. Yeah. Like, wild. <laughs> yeah. It actually, though, too, makes me feel like I'm learning more about my grandma. Because uh-huh. I used to... Like that was, generation. like, her show. Aww. She, like, yeah. loved the Golden Girls. And I'm like, Grandma, you were, like, a rebel. Like, Aww. I remember, like, playing on the floor and her watching the Golden Girls and, like, not knowing what any of the stuff meant. But I'm like, I remember her laughing at those jokes, and those are some dirty jokes, okay? Mm. I'm like, Grandma had a sense of humor. Mm. Another thing, too, is we know our boobs are different. Mm. Most No two boobs are alike, even on the same chest. Some are a little bit more swollen, a little less swollen, a little perkier, a little, you know, they're different. Mm-hmm. So do either of you and or your partners have a favorite boob? Mm. Um. I would say I favor my right boob mm. um, just because it it never bothers me. My left one is a little more to the side, mm. and it gets in the way sometimes. But uh, James happens to favor the left boob. Oh, so they both Aww. have a favorite. They, we both have Aww. favorites. But, um, no, I like what you said, though, because, like, Nipples point in different directions. It's very normal for one boob to be bigger than the other. Mm-hmm. One of mine is bigger than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something super normal. And you're a boob specialist. Like, you've seen all the boobs. I have seen hundreds upon hundreds <laughs> upon hundreds of boobs. I don't want to say thousands upon thousands because that feels potentially inaccurate. But I'm like, at least above 500. That's a lot of boobs. Wow. That's a lot of boobs. That is really a lot. So you heard <laughs> it from the person who's seen. And if you add them study. up by individual boob, that is could be that like a thousand. thousand. <laughs> um, but Emma, what were what's your deal? Do you have a favorite boob? Again, <laughs> this is the theme of this episode. Emma's boring. Don't worry, I'll get more exciting later, probably. Wink. <laughs> She's got stuff to say. Um, you, stay tuned. Yeah. I just did a really bad wink. I was like. Well, it's a good thing this is an audio medium, and half the people listening well, to us probably won't see it. Well, for anyone listening, I blinked with both eyes. <laughs> Amazing. You blinked with it's both eyes? It's just blinking. Just, it's not winking at all. Wait, I, winked I, with both eyes. I blinked with a winking face. <laughs> <laughs> she thought she was winking. It was just a blink. Um, all that to say, 
honestly, I maybe I'm just like, I don't pay enough attention to my boobs. I don't have a favorite necessarily. I don't even, couldn't even tell you what's different about them. <laughs> so, although my left boob does sometimes get like, my left boob gets itchier than my right boob. Mm. So maybe I like my right boob better because it doesn't like bother you. It doesn't, yeah, it's she's sort just of there. very chill. Yeah, mm. she's just like hanging out, whereas my left boob is like, give me a dead jet. And mm. <laughs> itchy. Fair. Super fair. That's fair. So. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I think left boob is what I lean. I don't have any reason for that. It just intuitively feels right. So mm. listen to your heart. I don't know. I feel like my right boob. Right under your boob. Maybe because my right arm is more muscular in general because mm. I'm right handed. It feels like my right boob is more like, huh. my left mm. boob is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, just hanging out. She's just there. <laughs> <laughs> she's the dainty one. I don't know. <laughs> when did you guys uh, get your boobs? Oh, I got my boobs young, I feel like, because I started my period young. So my body was like flooded with all of the hormones. Um, So I think I got my boobs, like started getting them, like can't not wear a bra around like 10, 11 and like full bra. Like we've got boobs at like 12. I've been about Mm. the same size ever since I was like 13, like just everything. Like like my body. Yeah. Yeah. so I feel like I got them young. Totally. Yeah, I uh, did not. <laughs> um, I feel like I, I'm honestly not 100% sure, but I definitely feel like I started wearing like a, a cami. Do you guys remember the cami? Oh, I sure do. If for anyone that doesn't know what a cami is, or a camisole, if you mm. want to go for the full name, it was just tank tops that had a little built-in flap with a little elastic maybe that like pretended to sort of be a bra Mm -hmm. and I started with that Mm. being like oh I need something to just sort of you know because I can't have my my blossoming bosom (laughs) like exposed (laughs) so I remember wearing those maybe around fifth or sixth grade um and then gradually in the next preceding years, I think I started wearing, like, actual bras. And then my boobs pretty much were the same ever since. But not in the way that yours were, Kellyanne. <laughs> More like they've been the size of a seventh graders ever since. <laughs> Super. I will say they, they reproportion themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, things shift as you sure. get older. Especially your, like, early 20s. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is my full woman body. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they were just there. Yeah, I remember yeah. I had a friend who was a year older than me. And so she, like, did all the things before I did. Like, mm. she shaved first. She got boobs first. Mm. She, you know, got her period first and stuff. So she was kind of like my older sister. And um, I remember maybe it was fourth grade for me or for her. I don't remember. But she got breast buds. What? And what? I don't know if this is a word that they call it. But <laughs> it was like when you start to feel the, like, little. So you know how there's, like, the hard pieces in your breast? What? You know, like, just a little, like, there's something there. The glands? I need to, like... The glands, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, there's just, yeah, there's something in there. And when she was, she's pretty flat-chested still, but she's like, I have breast buds. I was like, (laughs) okay. I've been watering them all year. (laughs) Finally starting to sprout. And I, I can't remember, I can't remember if her mom was like, Kelly, you should feel them, or if... She didn't let me feel them, but wanted me to feel I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but I remember when I was, like, 
maybe fifth grade. I can't remember what age I was. I was like, I have breast butts. Yay. And then that was when we went and got the training bras and stuff like that. But I don't know. Maybe breast buds is not a thing. I mean, mean, maybe it is in your area of the country. But you just start to feel the breast forming. Yeah. Like, you're still flat-chested, but there's, like, a little gland there. It's like, oh, this is, I don't know what the substance is in there, but whatever that (laughs) substance is, is a really tiny amount, and you can, like, feel it. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. Speaking of substances, side story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, like, when you're young, you sort of understand... You start to understand, oh, breasts are um, there for breastfeeding yes. eventually. That is sort of the purpose on a woman of boobs. I don't think that ever occurred to me, and but yes. I'll, I started to learn that, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay. What's something on my body that is similar to this in consistency and texture? And that was the calf. And so I thought, well, those must be filled with milk as well. <laughs> as and they are called child. a calf. Ex- yeah, exactly. Mean, it's very this small. is all adding up for me <laughs> at the time. And I was like, I think these things on my legs must also have milk in them, but I guess it never comes out because there's no nipples there <laughs> for them to go out. But little me was like, I'm pretty sure this is the same thing as the things that, on my chest that so are funny. growing. And I don't know where I got that from. I was a very imaginative kid, so. I love that. I think you should one day tell children that. Yes, I love spreading misinformation to children. Oh, it's fun to make shit up to kids. Just like a little bit. That's exactly what they need is more misunderstanding about sexual health and how their body works. No, no, no. You let them believe it for like an hour. Yeah. Then and you then you turn like, into a lesson, okay, maybe. I was lying. I'm sorry. But <laughs> it's this was like funny. The, if you swallow a watermelon seed, it's going to grow. Oh, I fully yeah. believed that for years. Yeah. Or if like, you swallow gum. Like yeah. into like then too old for. of an age. Like I was like 15 and I was like, fuck, <laughs> like <laughs> I cannot swallow watermelon seed. Oh, no. And it was because my cousins lied to me. They told oh, me that. Man. And then they didn't do the hour later. Like I'm going to tell you the truth, but I lied to you because it was funny. Mm. Mm. Anyway. One thing I remember probably, you know, earlier childhood me and my friends would do dress up, right? You guys play dress up. And we like we like to occasionally like stuff some socks in there totally. or something to like feel a little bit more womanly. Some tennis balls. Yeah. yeah. And so it was sort of like the experimentation tennis balls. Dang. Oh yeah. You guys- we just like do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of like you shove your stuffed animal in your shirt to pretend you're pregnant and then you give birth to a, you know, giraffe or something. Yeah. Um if only <laughs> like but that's what I remember. But what was your guys' relationship to boobs as you grew up um, and went through puberty? Because it felt like, to me, I started out with a pretty in- innocent, I want to be a woman, too. Mm-hmm. Like, boobs are cool. I want to someday have them. And then you sort of get into puberty, and it's real, and you have breast buds, <laughs> and you're, or you're wearing a camisole, <laughs> or, you know, whatever it is, and you're trying to figure out the bra situation, and then suddenly you're an adult. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it was mostly pretty chill uh because i have such small boobs it was sort of like okay these are here now (laughs) i don't know like i i i didn't feel um a lot of like i didn't put a lot of thought into them i feel like Mm. it was just sort of like they're there i like i would sometimes be fearful of like wearing a loose shirt and, like, leaning over mm. and someone, like, seeing my boobs down shirt. <laughs> mm. But I didn't really, like, have to worry about, like, clothes that showed too much cleavage or, like, even, like, not really fitting. Because I just, like, 
didn't really have much boob to get in the way, <laughs> mm. if that makes sense. But, um, yeah, like nip slips or cleavage slips, <laughs> if you want to call them that. Like, I feel like as like a, when you're like in the pubescent age, it's very like, it's a very big deal mm-hmm. as like everyone's getting boobs and everyone's like whatever. And like, I think sometimes I felt a little bit, Sometimes I felt a little bit insecure about having small boobs, but mostly I've been thankful for having small boobs. So mm. I was kind of like, these are here. I'll keep them to myself pretty much. <laughs> That's the end of the story. <laughs> um, I I actually really loved having boobs. I mean, I just kind of loved feeling like I was like blossoming into a woman. Um, and the buds were turning the into buds were flowers, flowers. <laughs> bulbs, <laughs> buds to bulbs, buds, buds to bulbs. <laughs> um, but I mean, there was also like uh, an insecurity of like, oh, I feel like they should be bigger, or like, um, like I was a ballerina, and so I loved like wearing my leotards because I felt like my beautiful body was like being shown but outside of dance class it was like oh you should really cover that up so it was weird because there was like that uh, that outlet in dance and in ballet and I was the girl that was like I'm not wearing shorts with my leotard you're welcome Mm -hmm. um but also on the other side it's like when you're going shopping you're like oh my gosh like gotta make sure like no like boob crack shows um I mean, I remember like What's stupid that like, stuff. Having a boob crack. Having a boob crack. <laughs> well, Emma, it's <laughs> like buying a lot of high neck shirts. Really, even like pushing <laughs> as much as possible my breasts together. It's there's not a crack. Mm. There's just a. That means you can do a the canyon. DV. You can do yeah, the DV. you can really do the DV. a DV. Yeah, and then it'll be like, oh yes, look, there is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sexy though. It is I sexy. I've always felt like. I've always felt like small boobs are really beautiful because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, the majority of swimsuits these days favor the smaller boobs and, um, like, dresses and low-cut things like that. Like, there are just mm-hmm. some things that you just can't wear yeah. if you have larger boobs. And I feel like small boobs, I don't know, they were always pretty yeah. to me. Yeah. I, I actually, I did do a deep V to my mom's wedding last month and... It was, everyone was like, oh, oh, look at that. And I was like, yes, here I am. And I don't even have to worry about it because my boobs will not come out. <laughs> Whereas for me, if I wore something like that, people yeah. would not be like, ooh, look at you. They'd be like, I'm not going to say like, anything Whoa. because I can see so much boob. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But that's actually one of the funny things about me growing up. I, um... Yeah, it started out like being very pro boob and I wanted to look womanly and whatever. And then getting into like the modesty portion of my life was very rough, but I never felt insecure about the boobs themselves. Like I always thought they were nice looking, you know, Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, they're nice boobs, but um, never, um, never felt like I could show them or have them around or whatever. And then on top of that, I had friends who leaned more in the plus size category who definitely had more boob than I mm. and kind of I was like the the small chested small butt friend which that's the most like, ridiculous thing I've ever heard which is not true at all I definitely she, have, yes <laughs> it's not true so I definitely had the perception of my boobs as small and the, of my curves as you know I thought I was like flat and stick and 
being stuck and everyone sort of called me those things. And it wasn't until I actually got sized out of Victoria's Secret for real that I was like, oh, <laughs> that is not the case. I'm, I'm not an A-cup. <laughs> I have been wrong about my boobs all this time. So, um, yeah, I kind of, I, I don't say, I don't know if I was insecure about it, but I always felt maybe I just never really understood them until I grew up and matured a little bit more. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of, they're kind of awkward when you're like, you're gaining them. I mean, everything about you is awkward at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's like every new development on your body, it's like, what do I do with this? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I never like, yeah. Other than like low cut shirts, that was my biggest concern is Mm -hmm. like swimsuits. Oh my gosh. That's a whole thing. We could do a whole episode on (laughs) freaking swimsuits, but, um, I had a hard time finding shirts that were high enough that also felt cute. And then I had a hard time finding swimsuits that gave me the coverage that I felt that I needed and was pressured to have in addition to feeling comfortable in and cute in. So that's probably my biggest boob debacle. Mm. Yeah. Not to mention button-down shirts, man. Oh, button-down. That's still a problem. It's either it's, it's either a sale or it's... Got a hole. Yep. <laughs> in between the bones. Yep. <laughs> a sail is in like it's just so big. Yeah. That you just look like you're going to Or if you like sail turn away. to the side and <laughs> the it's wind just blows, like. You'll start moving in <laughs> yeah. one direction. Oh, yeah. literally. <laughs> yeah. That's a big question there is as we're growing up and trying to like figure out how to cover it. This all kind of ties into the modesty culture mm. that we were raised in. And how did that affect you? Um, and what what are your reflections on kind of modesty culture and boobs? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I remember, like, not buying the cute tops because I was like, oh, it'll show my boobs, and that's the worst. I remember, oh, my gosh, do you remember when the biggest internal struggle was to front hug or side hug? Oh, yeah. Dear God. It was like, oh, my God, but I don't want to put my boobs on him. I'm like, he's going to be thinking about your boobs anyways. Just live your life, queen. But, like, I mean, I remember I used to buy – like push-up bras, not because I wanted to make my bras look bigger, but out of the utter fear that my nipples might poke through the bra. <laughs> so so I was just, I want extra padding. Oh, wow. I was like, I want as much padding as possible to keep them hidden. Do you have some stubborn nipples that really... I mean, I, I don't know what the scale of stubborn nipple is, but I was like... Just like very worried. You're like, I'm going to take every precaution. Yeah. It's like when you're on your period and you have a tampon and a pad like going on and you're still mortified and terrified that you're going to bleed through your pants. It's like that irrational, like teenage girl fear. Um, Mm. But it was like the worst thing possible could that could happen would be someone seeing my nipples Mm. like through a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, like in dance class, it was just like free as a bird. You don't wear a bra. What are you talking about? You just like do it. And Mm -hmm. it's very freeing. And so it was like this really interesting, weird push and pull. Yeah, you have a lot of stories like that where sort of you were free in dance, Mm -hmm. but then like in church, not free. No. Mm -hmm. Like you sort of have your outlet to be a woman and just be comfortable in your body. And then which is it's. It's crazy that a woman can be more comfortable in her body in a dance class than in a church. Right. 100%. Like, that's a bummer. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think that overall the church has a lot of issues with that kind of thing, of people feeling unsafe in church when church really should be a very safe space, theoretically. Mm. But that is a whole tangent. That's another episode. Yeah, that is. And we've talked about it lots of times. So, you know, listen to our episodes all about church (laughs) or Christianity. Um, But 
Uh, I definitely relate to the idea of like the hug debate mm. um, or the hug struggle. <laughs> I remember reading in I Kiss Dating Goodbye Joshua by Mr. Harris. Joshua Harris, um, the classic modesty slash purity culture book. Um about how, like, a friend of his would always look forward to hugging his crush at youth group because he would get to feel her breasts on his chest. And there I'm using breasts again. Wow, I really like breasts. You really do. You actually might yeah, like I think I actually do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, they, um, I read that story and I was like, never hugging a boy front chest again. Mm-hmm. Never. And for years, exclusively side-hugged. My guy friends, if I even hugged them at all, like I was sort of like, I'm just not going to hug boys. And then I remember I had a close guy friend um, in later high school and we started becoming closer and I eventually was like, okay, I'll hug you Mm. because like I trust you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like if I had a boyfriend, I'd be like, okay, I'll hug you because you're my boyfriend, but I'm not, no other boys get that show, you know? (laughs) Was there ever like an awkward like oh, here's a hug. And you're like, no, I don't hug boys. Like, did that happen? Like, how did you manage that sort of conversation? Or did you just avoid it without talking about it? Or how did you? Honestly, I'm trying to remember. I think that I I did sort of like, I, I would turn guys down. I'd be like, oh, sorry, like, I don't really hug guys. And like, usually it was Christian boys who I was saying this to. So they were sort of like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> like, that, like, yeah, that, that was, like, sense. part of the culture. Yeah, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it was, it's not like I was saying this. There weren't, like, random guys who were trying to hug me sure. who didn't, like, have a frame of reference for Christian culture. Yeah. Um, because pretty much all my guy friends in high school came from church and not from, like, any other realms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it ne- and it sort of, like, became known, like, oh, like, Emma doesn't really hug guys, so don't try to hug her (laughs) and like literally I remember it being a big deal when like I did hug a guy Mm. like when I did allow that to be breached it was like oh like this is a new level for us as Mm. a friend or as a Mm. romantic partner (laughs) for me and maybe this was a problem for you as well because we're both tall ladies I always had the issue of like the head to boob situation or head to bosom yeah so I was I would definitely worry about that I mastered the bend over hug yes you sort of just concave yourself quasimodo it it's fine yeah try to like make it so it's like no I don't have any boobs yeah and they sort of just touch shoulder and kind of like tap and then yeah wow But, yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, and I worried about that, too, especially because boys tend to, like, uh, like shoot up later than women. And yes. so a lot of boys would be shorter than me mm-hmm. for a while. Oh, yeah. And it was like, oh, you're right there. Like, yeah. if mm-hmm. I were to hug you, it would be face and boobs. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, what? Yeah. I can't. <laughs> well, my youth group had such a huggy culture. Like, mm. we did a little, like... Um, chat time you know we do the like the worship of the announcements and then it's like go say hi to someone you've never talked to before oh. um, and, but then it was just all of us we were all friends like it wasn't like there were new people but you know, we were all <laughs> friends and we go around and hug each other and you, you have to get a hug from everybody you know oh my word and I never was insecure specifically about hugging them I mean other than like you do the lean forward you know so that you're not necessarily body to body yeah you just like um, tilt one shoulder in yeah just like space yeah or a side <laughs> hug's always good but, yeah, I never, like, to me, the boob touching situation was never my biggest concern. It was always, like, the cleavage situation. Mm. That was always, like, whenever I bent over, I had my hand, like, kind of on my upper chest to, like, oh yeah, 
cover up any possibility that a shirt could fall or that someone could look at me while I'm Oh, yeah, you master that. Yeah. You, you hand, hand on chest, bend over. Yeah. Yeah. And I mm. still do that some days, sometimes when I'm, like, at work or in, yeah. a, in a situation where I don't necessarily feel safe. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And, I mean, for me, with clothes, I my boobs didn't get as, like, regulated, mm. again, because of the smallness. It was very easy to wear clothes that didn't show off my boobs. Um, it was more my legs that got regulated. It was, like, mm. short lengths, which you probably can relate to this, Kelly, being oh, yeah. tall as well. It's dresses like, were just... Dresses and shorts. I could never find things that fit the, like, quote-unquote modesty requirements mm. and, like, looked okay on me at the same mm. time because I, my legs are just so long that anything looks like it's really short yeah. in comparison when someone who was much shorter could wear that and it wouldn't look immodest Mm. but I think one of the big issues with that is um we we talk about like how our culture over sexualizes the female body right and Mm -hmm. I think um in my opinion I think the church is actually one of the worst perpetrators of that in the way that they censor and cover up women's bodies um it's essentially kind of like a reaction I think to the sexualization of women's bodies in media is we're like oh we don't want that so now we're going to cover up here because it is sexual and it is Like, Mm. you know, a tempting object and we want to keep it covered up. Which just using the word object (laughs) is a problem. Well, I'm saying object. (laughs) Yes. um, No, I'm not saying you using it. It's the fact that people will say, like, this is a tempting object or this mm. is like you're a stumbling block. It is objectifying people. Like essentially equating our bodies to, you know. A, a block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any sort of tempting thing. It's it's not a it's not an object. It's a body. It's a person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um but what are your thoughts kind of about the the hypersexualization of women's bodies? Um do you think our bodies can be cele- celebrated without being sexualized? Like mm-hmm. wh- where do you think the line is in terms of like where the media goes and where the church goes? Like we're kind of opposite ends. Or yeah. maybe even not opposite ends. I honestly think we're like the same spectrum but different yeah. manifestations of I yeah, I the definitely same thing. agree. Um I have a story actually that's sort of like it bridges that the church Ooh. thing and the oversexualization thing. Um which is uh, at one point when I was on the mission field, uh, myself and a bunch of other people who I was on the mission field with, we went on a trip for a weekend uh, to a different, a totally different part of the country that we were in. Um, and like this country was very, very like their Christian culture was super, super modest. Um, but since we were so far away from sort of our like base um, that we were staying at, uh, we, a lot of the rules didn't apply anymore Mm. for us because we were no longer like, quote unquote, in our mission field, you Mm. know, because we were taking a quick like vacation weekend trip. Mm. Anyways, we, um, were like doing this activity, uh, where we, we went volcano boarding and, um, at the top of this volcano, we, all the women, we decided it would be really fun to take our shirts off and take a photo with our shirts off wearing just sports bras. Um, and it, because, like, we had all <laughs> cornrowed our hair <laughs> and we were wearing these, like, jumpsuit-looking things that made it look like we were, like, in prison, essentially. They were, like, orange prison jumpsuits and that Dang. was what you wore to protect yourself when you went volcano boarding. Wow. And... um so we had like we were like oh we're trying to look like tough and like maybe we shouldn't have like you know I 
made it seem like fun to look like you're in prison, but <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that there. The whole point take was, that as you may. Yeah. <laughs> the whole point was that we decided to take this photo where we all took our shirts off and, um, like had one of the guys who was with us take the photo and all the other guys who were with us turned around and like didn't look because they all felt very uncomfortable with us taking our shirts off and showing just our sports bras and then our wearing our like baggy jumpsuits on the bottom half. And uh, after this photo was taken, uh, there when we were like back at our base, all this stuff, there was like a like a family meeting where mm. we all got in trouble for <laughs> for doing this. And um, basically, we were told that we were like dishonoring the men that we were with we were told that we were dishonoring the like native people who were our guides that were there we like were it was like a huge debate and then like some of the guys that were with us felt uncomfortable some of them were like I don't care what you do like this is dumb that we're talking about this and like some of the women were like oh I feel like I sort of regret doing that and some of the women were like this is I don't understand why you have a problem with this (laughs) like we weren't it's not like we were like even naked or anything like we are wearing the equivalent of a swimsuit if even like probably more covered up than swimsuits often are. And so it turned into this whole thing and it was very infuriating and frustrating. And um, it felt like just because we like revealed a little bit more of our skin and like our, our breasts were part of that because it was, we were wearing sports bras. It, it was um, blown so out of proportion. Mm. Whereas, like, if the guys had taken a shirtless photo at the top of the volcano, it would have been no big deal. Mm. Um, and I get that there are, like, cultural norms in different places. Um, but we were a large group of Americans with a tour guide who, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure interacts with Americans all the time. And, like... And and at that point in time, we were on vacation, essentially. So mm-hmm. not necessarily held to the same standard of the culture that we were around. And I don't know, it was like, <sighs> all that to say, it was like a super frustrating situation. Yeah. yeah. And it felt like I'm being like chastised for having boobs, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting in trouble for doing something just because I have boobs. Mm-hmm. And... I I mean, I felt like it wasn't right. <laughs> yeah. I felt like it didn't make any sense. Like, I get, like, assimilating to a culture and being respectful of a culture, but we were on top of a volcano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we weren't, like, in the culture. We weren't doing things. And, like, we weren't even, like, posting this photo around everywhere or anything. Like, we just have it. <laughs> we just mm-hmm. thought it would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it turned, like, what was supposed to be a lighthearted fun situation into, like, a like triggering situation honestly and like what felt like a dark cloud over that whole trip and um I I think at the end of the day it's that over sexualization and then like at the same time the church's concern with um with modesty it and like regulating how women use their bodies Mm -hmm. honestly everyone knows what well everyone that grew up in religion or in church knows what you're talking about when you say the family sit-down meeting. (laughs) And they're the worst, and they're the most traumatizing. And you literally have so much anxiety, and you're like, I'm getting in trouble, I'm in trouble. Uh, I don't want to be in trouble because my goodness, for some reason, is directly connected to whether I'm in trouble or not. It's, like, really 
the worst. How much skin I show. And how yeah. much skin I show. And at the end of the day, it's just shaming women. Yeah. yeah. And then somehow we're supposed to like, you like, know. Yes, I will serve the Lord better next time. Right. Like, but then somehow we're supposed to be like fully sexual once we get married after like being told, like, and we're not talking about like, oh, you know, you're, you know, you were chastised a little bit. We're talking about like public shaming mm-hmm. of women. Um no. Uh, and this idea that the men have been dishonored, like, that's, like, traumatic. Mm-hmm. That's Super very traumatic. different than, like, oh, we're shopping and let's pick this shirt instead of that shirt, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. And I, I had this happen many times, like, oh, too many times growing up where I was pulled aside and I was told to wear a different shirt. Or I remember I was in a talent show and me and my friend went and picked out mats- matching shirts together so that we could do the talent show and be matching. Mm-hmm. And... Like, afterward, my parents weren't, like, good job. They were, like, yeah, you're not going to wear that shirt again. Mm. You know? So, like, yeah. it's mm. it's wild to me that boobs have become this huge, I don't know, threatening presence in mm. the church. Especially when, like, we see the opposite end of it is it's a huge, non-threatening, but very sexual presence in a lot of media. I think of mm-hmm. Game of Thrones as a good example. Um, a lot of women are like, yeah, free the nipple, whatever. We should be able to be topless. It's not a big deal. But then on the other end, like, knowing that women's bodies in that show are explicitly being used for the purpose right. of attracting the male audience. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and not in, like, a positive way, but, right. like, in a sexualized way. And so I definitely see it in both places. And I... I feel like the solution is not cover up more or less. I feel like it's let's start training our young boys to respect women's mm-hmm. bodies. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And it's it's really interesting. I did a poll on Instagram. Um, and 100% of the people that participated in the poll agreed that boobs are over-sexualized. Oh, yeah. But then there was a little bit of a split between um, celebrated in our culture versus shamed in our culture. And then I had a really great, like, conversation over DMs with someone about it's cele- boobs are celebrated in, like, media celebrity world, but it's, like, only if you meet the standard. Yeah. And that standard is enforced on everyone else. And if you don't meet that standard, then you're shamed for it. Mm-hmm. But then there's mm-hmm. all the Christian culture and all that stuff that plays into it as well. And then there's slut shaming, but mm-hmm. then it's praised. And it's over, like in the very public platforms. And it's very confusing for, I'm sure, young women, but even, like, at my age, it is, like, you're still decoding all of these weird, subtle messages. Um, And, like, wait, but they can do that, and I can't. Why? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the the conversation around boobs often swings between those extremes. Mm -hmm. It's either, like, super sexual and celebrated or too sexual and shamed like it it, there is it feels like there's not often an in-between like even if you think about like breastfeeding like women you can't breastfeed because this is too sexual and it's like a baby is getting like nutrition and Mm -hmm. that's sexual to you like I don't understand how that's connected and like there's also the whole conversation of what even is the difference between a male nipple and a female nipple yeah None. In fact, men can even like lactate at times, you know, like mm-hmm. there's it. It's been known to happen. Yes. Has, like yeah. the only difference is that like women 
literally breastfeed from them. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is the only difference. Yeah. And well, and it's based on your hormones. Like, it, there are men with hormone imbalances that develop mastitis, which is male breast tissue. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's very um, – I don't know the right arbitrary. Mm. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Um, I actually listened to um, an interview with like a sex and research expert, um, Esther Perel, I think is how you say her name. She wrote Mating in Captivity and the State of Affairs, and she's brilliant. Um, And she talked about how breasts are really sexualized for women. And for some reason, we are seeing this huge um, thing in men where it's like, no, I should not feel sexual pleasure from my from my like nipples or my breasts. And actually, there's the same like nerve endings in men mm. as there is in women. Um, but like when you think of boobs, that's instantly like a sexual thing. Mm-hmm. It can be more sexual than like a butt mm-hmm. or like your vagina for mm-hmm. some reason. And um, she talks about this weird thing we're seeing in our culture and how men are actually shut off to sexual pleasure in other areas of their body because they associate the boobs with women and women's pleasure. And it's interesting. really interesting. Mm. In our culture, at least legally in the United States, you can show all of your boob except for the nipple. Mm-hmm. Like you can be in public and show the entire thing as oh, long yeah. as the nipples are covered up. So what do you guys think? Like free the nipple? Like is it the boob that's sexual? Is it the nipple that's sexual? Is it both? Like why why is there this arbitrary like women's nipples specifically are not okay? What do you guys think? We d- we took a poll on this. Free mm-hmm. the nipple or not? And we got some mixed reviews. Yeah. What do you guys think? Honestly, I feel very, like, in between on this. Partly, I think so much of it is cultural. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, there's places in the world where you can go and women have their boobs out and it's totally fine and nobody cares or thinks twice about it. And I think that that's great. I think that at the end of the day, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, but, like... So much of what we do and how we present ourselves is just following the cultural norms of where we are, right? Mm-hmm. Like we wear certain clothes, we have our hair certain ways, we wear certain t- kinds of makeup, like everything that we do is ascribing to a general cultural like um, tradition that mm-hmm. we follow. So in the United States, people dress a certain way. It's very different from how somebody in, say, Southeast Asia might dress. Right. Uh, but that doesn't make it wrong necessarily. I think that where things start to get hairy or whatever for me is when there is so much like concern mm-hmm. around women's nipples showing. Uh, there's a lot of just like almost like repulsion, mm-hmm. <laughs> which feels very unnecessary. And in some ways, like in my own, like, you know, feminist rage, I'm like, well, why do men get to do it? And we don't, you know, mm-hmm. like why I don't, I don't get it. And, um, but I also think that like it, so much of it depends on the context that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's like, there's nude beaches, even here in the United States that you can go to and you can be totally naked and that's fine mm-hmm. there. Um, but if you go to a non-nude beach and if a woman were to take her top off, like her bikini top off, as a man is also taking his top off, 
it feels totally different. Totally. You know, it's sort of a mind trip to me, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it is definitely very cultural. I mean, like you've got Africa, Europe, some parts of Asia, some indigenous communities that's like, whatever, it's boobs. But also, I do think free the nipple, especially when it comes to moms and nursing mothers. But there's also, this is another great conversation I was having via DMs uh, with someone, but also like, it would be weird if a man walked into an office building without a shirt on. Yeah. And also, we are all expected to wear pants. <laughs> no shirt, no shoes, no service. You know, that kind of idea. Um, so I do think there's there's context and cultural norms um, that need to fall into place. But also, like, if I was at a nude beach, I'd take my top off. Like, Heck yeah. get these sweet, pale girls some sun. <laughs> but put a lot of sunscreen on because like, they're probably going to so burn because they haven't seen a lot of light. <laughs> so much sunscreen. Um <laughs> I have to put on as much sunscreen as a newborn baby. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's both. And um, it was actually really interesting because I got several messages from people that are like, yes, I want free the nipple, but also not necessarily something I would want to practice because of the attention it might draw. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for some reason, this is cultural, right? Women showing their bodies or being in their own body and just living their life is begging for attention for some reason. Yeah, that's the thing I don't get, at least for me, free the nipple to me is very similar to an argument like um, pro-choice. Like mm -hmm. there are many, 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 many women out there who are pro-choice and men. Who are pro-choice, but don't necessarily want that decision for themselves, mm -hmm. right? Like, you can agree, hey, I think this is, a, like, a, a right to be given to people, but I don't, like, I personally feel morally, like, compromised by that, or mm -hmm. I personally would not make that decision for myself. And that's that's at least how I approach Free the Nipple as a concept. Like, I think it is absolutely ridiculous that any, you know, Pregnant, not pregnant, but um, nursing mother would have to hide herself. Like, mm -hmm. we're talking, we're not talking about, like, oh, go sit in a nice nursery and feed your baby. We're talking about you're at Disney World and you have to go sit in a tiny, disgusting bathroom so that you can feed your child mm -hmm. and not, like, offend anyone. I think that's, that's way that's dumb. too dumb. I don't know. Like, it's 89 degrees and 97% humidity. And you don't want to be sitting in a hot bathroom mm -hmm. breastfeeding your child. Like, you want to be able to, like, do that whenever yeah. you need to. So I do think, like, the idea of a, a woman's nipple, especially if the rest of the boob is not, like, censored or... Right. Uh, what's what's the word? Um, prosecuted? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. But, like... You can you can show most of your nipple and not receive nudity charges or whatever. But yeah. But if you show the nipple, then it's then that's where the problem. And I'm like, that's yeah. dumb. Like men show their nipples all the time. They have no concern of being like prosecuted against or whatever. And like yeah. it's a nipple. So in my mind, I I'm not necessarily like ready to show up to work shirtless and call it good, but... Nope. I mean, probably most people would not <laughs> yeah, anyways. And I don't think... <laughs> Unless if, you're, I don't know, a lifeguard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think if free the nipple was, you know, accepted, I don't think people would do that. You no. Know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that that's the purpose I don't, yeah, of that's the not idea what it's of free about. the nipple. It's Absolutely. not like, we just want to be all nudists now. Yeah. yeah. That's 
not what people are saying. Yeah. I think people often bring it to that extreme right. when they're in opposition. Yeah. They're like, well, if women can show their nipples, they're just going to walk around naked all the time. Yeah. And it's like... I mean, mm. I don't walk around without pants. Yeah. I don't walk around without shoes. No. Like, it's just... It, yeah. Like, I'm going to wear my shoes and my shorts or my pants or, you know, like, I have to go to work and, like, function. So, yeah. obviously, I wouldn't wear a bikini to work. I'm not going to wear yeah. nothing to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I think people hear free of the nipple and they think nudist we're all going to be naked and it's yeah. just going to be inappropriate and it's like <laughs> yes there are certain clothes and certain types of dress that are inappropriate for certain situations and i feel like that applies to free the nipple yeah that is my rant i think everybody should support it <laughs> mm-hmm. women's bodies should not be like criminalized yep yeah and that is that is it so you know moving on now we're going to step into a little segment I like to call Tips for Tits. <laughs> tips for Tits. <laughs> tips for Tits. And Kellyanne here, we've talked about this, but you worked at Victoria's Secret for several years. Mm-hmm. You are a bra specialist, mm-hmm. a boob specialist. Mm-hmm. You can look at someone from 30 feet distance and determine their bra size. Like, she's got a With magical gift. like, 99% accuracy. 99.9% <laughs> accuracy. I guarantee you she could size you from afar. So... That's pretty impressive. Thank you. Um, And you know a lot about boobs as a result. So we want to know, like, what are your biggest tips for tits? Well, I would say my biggest tip is to make sure you actually know your size. A lot of women think they are 36B. If you are a true 36B, wow, you are like less than like 3% of the population. It is probably the least common size in the array of size options. Really? But everyone thinks they're that size. Everyone yeah, thinks they're 36B. Think so here's here's the uh, phrase that we use, or at least we used in my day at Victoria's Secret. A band is a band is a band. So your band number, no matter what the cup size of the bra, is the same. A 32A is exactly the same band size as a 32 triple D. A cup is not a cup is not a cup. Your cup is what changes. So if you go, for example, 32C, that is the same cup size as a 34B. And then same cup size as a 36A. Um, So your, your cup is what fluctuates and grows. So a lot of women are like a 32D, which is the same cup size as a 36B, but women get really freaked out about, like, back fat for some reason, which is skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the reality of life. If your bra fits, you're going to have some, like, chub. You actually want that band tight. You only want to be able to pull it about two, three inches from your body, and you want it low. But other than that, it's just know your lifestyle. Like, if you are super athletic and you have big boobs, yeah, you probably want something that's really going to support you because that can hurt. Uh, But if you're super small-chested and you go to work and hike and just, like, kind of do more, like, quote-unquote chill activities, you just need something chill. But also, like, know what feels good for you. Mm -hmm. I feel good in a bra. Mm -hmm. I love wearing bras. I love my bras and my panties to match. Mm -hmm. I like to feel really cute. I want to know I'm cute without you knowing I'm I'm cute. Um, A secret cute. I'm secretly really cute. Um, Guys, she's obviously really cute. (laughs) Um, And so 
that's what feels good for me. Mm-hmm. But also I'm aware there's like so many lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Um, something else is you definitely want three bras. A lot of women don't know this. And I would tell them, listen, you don't need to buy from me. I actually don't care, but you need at least, at least three main bras because you wear your bra and then you let it rest for two days and then you wear your bra and then you let it rest for two days. Oh. So you're rotating through. Does the bra get, get a little tired? Why? Do, what does that mean for it to rest? <laughs> if you wear the same bra every day, you are going to have a very short lifespan for that bra, um, which means you're just going to stretch it out. It's like a pair of underwear. If you wore the same pair of underwear every day, that pair of underwear is lasting not very <laughs> much time. Um, same thing with the bra. You want to give it some breathing room. Um, so like the elastic can reset? The elastic can rest. Okay. Um, Interesting. And so then instead of having your bra for like maybe a year, you're going to have your three bras for like five years. Mm. Wow. So it's not just like each bra gets a year, so you'd have three years worth of time. It's that yeah. the, you're letting them rest and like reset have, and that actually yep. extends their life. That's so that three bras could last five years instead of a yep. bra a year or something. Well, here's a question I've always yep. wondered because – I don't know. I feel like we apply different standards to bras and washing them. Mm -hmm. How often and how does one wash their bra properly? Great question. I love this question. So personally, let's get real. You should probably be washing your bra like every few weeks. Do I wash my bra every few weeks? Absolutely not. (laughs) But... Um, a great tip, technically you should wash your bras by hand, right? Mm. But a great tip that I learned from a former bra specialist. by hand. No, no like, one. In, yeah. in the United States, we just don't no even one. have a frame of reference I don't have that. time. <laughs> um, but a, a, something I learned from a former bra specialist is if you actually wear your bra in the shower with you, you can actually like scrub some soap in there and rinse it out and then take it off, hang it up. And do you do that? I have done it. Okay. Um, I don't practice it now. Sure, sure. My go-to is you get a nice little lingerie bag, you fold your bra up in it, and you toss that baby in the washer, and then lay flat to dry. Never mm-hmm. dry your bras. Mm-hmm. Never, never. Yeah, I was like, going to say, that's my – I had a friend who that, – that was the advice she did, and I've implemented that ever since. Is mm-hmm. My bras, I put them in a bra bag, and I mm-hmm. wash them with my clothes, and then I hang them. Yep, yep. That's what I – Always and do. And they lasted a lot longer that way as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, this bra I'm wearing now, I have had this bra for three years, mm-hmm. and it's still going strong. Um, another thing is your your boobs can fluctuate. Like, my boobs for two weeks out of the month are roughly a 32D. The other half, they're like a 32 double D. Mm-hmm. Like, they fluctuate with my hormones. They change. Also, your boobs continue to settle and change as you get older, I mean, I've seen it all. I've seen, like, 89-year-old boobs. I've seen women that are coming in to get fitted even though they just had a boob job and they're definitely not ready to get sized because they're so excited. Was it that, like, their boobs are swollen and healing? You have have about six weeks from what I've learned um, for your boobs. One, you want the swelling to go down, and you literally have, like, a tube thing attached to you mm. to, like, drain. Oh. And then you actually your, – um, your implants actually settle. And so after that settling period is when you want to get resized. Um, also, every brand is different. Just the same as every pair of jeans that you could buy from Levi's versus 
uh, PacSun versus, you know, any other brand, there's going to be varying. So just because you're like a 32D or whatever, Mm -hmm. by the way, 32D is not that big. People hear that and they're like, oh my God, that's like my grandma's bra. No, it's not. (laughs) I'm a 32D and I have fairly small boobs. Um, but yeah, your your size is going to change across brands. So mm-hmm. if you are more interested in some other brands, I would suggest getting resized. Hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like maybe you also should get resized sort of regularly, maybe yeah. every few years or something. I don't know. That's if, what if your I would suggest. Fluctuate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would absolutely suggest that. What would you say are some of the top signs that you have an ill-fitting bra? Ooh, another mm-hmm. great question. Uh, if you have gapping... In your bra, your band is not tight enough. 80% of your bra's support comes from the band around the back. Uh, if, you're, if your um, cups are gapping, your band is also probably arching up on your back. Again, you want that band snug and low on your body. You don't want it arching up because if it's arching up, you can have all kinds of weird cup issues happen. Um, another thing is if the side wire is cutting into you, then your cup's too small. You actually want that um, wire to hit uh, kind of where your breast tissue ends. I mean, technically your breast tissue kind of extends like up into your armpit, but like you should be able to feel the difference between like boob on the side with the cup and like rib on the side without the cup. Um, I used to yeah. have like... Um, What's the word? Double boobs? Double spill. boobs. Yeah, yep. spill. Yeah, spill. Yeah, uh-huh. too small. Mm-hmm. Too small cup size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, changes month, not month to month, but time of the month sometimes. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Well, and like you have sometimes one that's bigger than the other. Size size to the bigger boob mm-hmm. is my personal suggestion. That's what I do with my feet. Yeah, there oh you go. <laughs> size to the bigger foot. They're half a size different. It's yeah. a struggle. <laughs> and guys, also like, again, I've seen so many boobs over the years, like, your boobs are probably absolutely normal. Like big nipples, small nipples, one way bigger than the other, really saggy nipples. If your nipples shoot off to the side, like super normal. Like dark light. Dark light. If you're really hairy. If your boobs like hang really low, also super normal. You might want to scoop though, like Mm -hmm. scoop into your bra. Yeah. Yeah, hairy nipples, like. Okay, so I have this one black hair. I'm amazed there's only one. (laughs) Just one. I have one black hair on my right boob and every like I don't know week I have to pluck it yep and it's like oh there she is again pluck I don't know why I just have always had this one black hair I mean it's not like a freckle or anything it's just random I have multiple hairs on my boobs so I have other hairs on my boobs but this one specifically black hair yeah really dark like yes she's like hi hello I'm (laughs) here (laughs) ready to play you're like nope out of the game like not today plucking me out back on the side you're not in play I feel like I mean when I first got sized for real Mm. um, it was life changing I have been been wearing a 34C I think for Mm. most of my life which is the wrong band size it's the wrong cup size (laughs) it's like the basic thing that's available at your average Target or Walmart, yeah. which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate that the average department stores don't offer a wider selection of sizes, but they it have the sad. basics, you know? And um, and so that was my bra, and I had horrible ill-fitting bras. They were high in the back. I had spillage. I had gapping. Mm-hmm. I had straps that were, like, digging into my mm-hmm. um because you're trying to keep it tight. Yes. It's like, oh, I must need to tighten my straps. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Usually what I've learned, your strap is not the problem. Nope. Yes. It's the band and the cup size and, you know, it can change your life. So. It can. 
That's also bralettes are super awesome. Helpful. Bralettes. I have a hard time finding bralettes. They they can be hard. <laughs> you need one with more of a coverage mm-hmm. um, to like actually have mm-hmm. the support. But it's like, just they're usually not like distributed in specific sizes. They're right. distributed in like small, medium, large, and I don't. Mm. Well, and they go in, in phases yeah. too, right? There's like there are some where it's like, oh, this is a small like A to C, and then there's this is like a small like. D to double D. And I'm like, I'm sorry, is this super stretchy? Because I don't remember <laughs> us having an 8C-sized boob. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. know. That's a huge range, I think. But yeah. yeah, bralettes yeah. are great if you can find ones that fit. Mm-hmm. But I think bras are great. I prefer to wear a bra. Mm-hmm. But there's one of us here, Emma, who does not prefer the bra thing. And so we're going to step in our into our next segment of the podcast for the day called To Bra... Or not to bra. <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> Emma it, has the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say the answer really is do whatever feels good for you. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started the journey of not wearing a bra. Uh, honestly, it was just a progression of, of comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, I used to wear traditional bras um, and then I started wearing bralettes as they came into popularity, mm-hmm. like... I guess like around the time when we were in college. Uh, so that was like the 2011, 2012-ish. Mm-hmm. No, 2014, 2015-ish. Um, and I started wearing bralettes. And then as another step towards comfort, I started wearing these things called nippies. Yeah. Which are, if anybody doesn't know, it's essentially like a little silicone, uh, like boob-shaped thing. It's just a silicone circle. That you stick onto your boobs and it just sticks there and it keeps your nipples from poking out. And um, I think that some people, some people call them chicken cutlets. And those are what? ones that are, that are a little different. Those usually add some volume to the yeah. boobs, I think. Chicken cutlets do. But um, nippies are strictly just like nipple suppression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not um, adding anything really. Uh, and now I'm pretty much braless all the time and nippyless and everything. I just put shirts on. <laughs> um, and uh, the occasional bralette for an outfit, maybe, mm-hmm. if it, like, is part of the look. I wear sports bras, you know, like, if I'm doing a, a, an activity that would – it would – be necessary. Yes, absolutely. You don't um, want them like, you know, yes, hurting, yeah, you yes. Know? Or sometimes just wearing a sports bra if I'm like hot and it's hi- I'm hiking or yeah, something yeah. or whatever, rock climbing. Um, but uh, I think that we're going braless is becoming more and more popular, uh, mm. especially as like the 90s have been coming back and yeah. like the, you know, the Jennifer Aniston look of like your nipples sort of poking through your shirt is becoming a little bit more acceptable, acceptable again. Um, and that sort of like helps me out a little bit <laughs> because it's a little more acceptable for me to like wear certain shirts and not put nippies on um, because I don't use anything wrong with like seeing some like, like little nipple bumps about a nipple? like I yeah know. i think they're so pretty yeah nipples like, are great they are they really are and um i've also been told that it does feel nice to hug me because there's no there's not there's not it's just soft you don't there's no like anything. metal there's it's no anything like, i was very surprised when i learned i was like oh well 
okay, I guess I'll take that and no one noticed. And that's something that's actually really interesting. Um, I feel like I was very worried that people would notice that I don't wear a bra, um, especially when I started getting into more professional workspaces. And I was very surprised that pretty much whenever I would start talking to like a girlfriend at work or something about it, um, when I first like had an office job, they would be so shocked that I didn't wear a bra because they didn't even like notice that that was a mm. thing. Um, and honestly, I think people just aren't really paying as much attention to you as <laughs> you think they are at the end of the day. But um, here's the thing. Here's the thing with not wearing a bra. I think that not wearing a bra is um, often seen as like a feminist symbol. Mm. Uh, and that wasn't necessarily my motivation going into it. It was genuinely a pursuit of comfort. Mm. <laughs> um, but I think that I... Um, have like started to gain more and more appreciation for going braless in that it does feel like I'm making sort of a statement um, with that. Uh, I think that sometimes I think about bras and I'm like, this is the patriarchy. They're trying to tell us that our boobs need to conform to a certain shape and a certain look. And that's not even how boobs actually look. Boobs are all like pointy and have like different curves they're not a perfect little like round hill <laughs> that, on your chest, yeah, yeah that like bras uh -huh. often make boobs look like them and that's like a cartoon of what a boob actually looks like mm. um and I think that like it makes like <sighs> I just I think that there's like societal beauty standards that go along with that and I think that at the same time as I as I contemplate and wrestle with that I also recognize that like for a lot of women, wearing a bra is a matter of comfort because their boobs are going to, like, knock against one another or get in the way or hurt as they, like, try to just walk around and, like, mm -hmm. live their life. Um, or, like, that it can also be a way to relieve back pain um, and things like that. And I recognize that I have, like, sort of small boob privilege in that sense <laughs> in that like I don't have to worry about those things and so I mean it's not like I'm gonna like run a marathon without a sports bra mm. on or something but um I don't have to worry so much about those things and you know I it's not to say that like it is bad for women to wear bras I think that what's bad is expecting women mm. to wear bras because that's gonna make you an outsider feel comfortable For like sure. it should make her feel comfortable yeah and if you wear a bra like you know what we can take down the patriarchy in other ways <laughs> if you don't want to wear a bra join me on the <laughs> journey i totally yeah i agree with that I, to me it's funny because somehow wearing a bra has become more modest than not wearing a bra yeah. right like mm -hmm. altering the shape of your boobs is somehow more uh, considerate of others than just letting your boobs be what they are, which is bizarre to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think probably growing up, I wore bras for a beauty standard, like, you know, that, that perfect bubble boob yeah. look. Mm -hmm. But now as I'm older, I honestly feel like boobs natural to me are more quote sexual than boobs in a bra mm. and that it would make people uncomfortable for me to not wear a bra than to wear one. And so that's always usually my struggle on top of the fact that, as we've said, I have larger boobs, larger mm. breasticles, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. And so there's boob sweat and there's, mm -hmm. you know, other bouncing problems and other issues that um, 
I prefer bra because of. Yeah. But I do think maybe this could be a challenge for us all to like try it for a day, you know, like take a weekend when you're not going to work. See what it's like. Yeah. Let them be free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think even like I know women who would feel insecure, like if they're having sort of a, you know, bumming around the house day, they're like just wearing a sweatshirt, no bra, whatever, and they need to like run out to grab a snack or something, (laughs) run to the grocery store, they feel the pressure to like put a bra on, even though you can't even really tell that you have boobs when you're wearing like a baggy sweatshirt and that kind of thing. And like, I feel like it made, that makes me like a little bit like, oh, like I wish that you'd feel like you can just go and be fine Mm -hmm. and not like have to put a bra on when like, you're not even, it's not even like you're in a, professional setting you're not do like you're just running to the store to grab Mm. something and like you can just run back well definitely for me like I wear contact lenses Mm -hmm. I am visually challenged um (laughs) uh but I've noticed like when I put contacts in it's like I feel awake and I feel like I can start the day versus Mm. if I wear glasses all day sort of like feel like tired and like Mm. bummy you associate them yeah you associate glasses with downtime and contacts with uptime Mm. and I think it's similar with a bra for me if I don't have a bra on, sometimes I feel like I can't enter into the day. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to, like, bum it out. So, I don't know. It is interesting. But see, I'm talking about, like, bum days. In, yeah, in totally. That. Like, it's... No, yeah. I yeah, I know. But, yeah, I think it's funny how bras have just, like, become the standard when it's like, we actually don't need to wear these. Like, totally. Why is this I would say some women probably... I mean, not that they, like, need to, but it would probably be more beneficial for them to wear sure. them. Yeah. Just from, like, strictly, like a health and, like, ease of life perspective. absolutely. Yeah, no, that's super true. I have had quite a fair share of clients back in the day that, like, came in, like, in tears and were like, you have no idea how much you changed my life because I don't have back pain or headaches or whatever. And so there are women that, like, actually, I need help holding these big, beautiful gals up <laughs> yeah. so that there's not the strain, which it can also be bad for your posture if you're like hunching over because your boobs are heavy. Like mm-hmm. that's reality. But I think though it is fun to challenge yourself. I mean, especially uh, if you're not used to going out in public without a bra. It's fun to just like try it out, see mm-hmm. what happens. Uh, but let's get real. At the end of the day, I am still always so glad and excited to take off the bra. Mm. Even though I love my bras, I think it's so fun and so feminine and I feel comfortable. But that moment of, ah, is like nothing else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, thank you, Emma. We appreciate um, all of your expertise. And thank you, Kellyanne. It's just incredible to have like a bra expert in the room with us. (laughs) Bra- a Brex- Brexpert? Brexpert. 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 That sounds oh. like a weird plan. Brexpert sounds like Brexit. Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> it is not it's really close. good. <laughs> sounds like someone who's an ex- expert. Shouldn't have even tried. Expert about Brexit. <laughs> Anyways. Bra expert. We're just going to go with that. We're going to go with bra expert. <laughs> yes, um, yes, that's good. So with that, I have another question. And this always sort of kind of, this does circle back a little bit to the sexualization of our bodies and things like that. Um, but always a little bit of a controversial topic. What do you guys think? We hate controversial topics. Yeah, we, here on we don't. Being. We really we never. We try to those. steer away from them. But Absolutely. I thought just this one time, never we could, into the controversy. We could go into it. But like, what do you guys think about boob jobs? Yay, nay. 
Hey. 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 <laughs> what do you say? I what mean, do you say? <laughs> I think there's – I actually follow this really great holistic plastic surgeon on YouTube, and he does a lot of, like, cool TikToks of and stuff. Of course you do. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think it's so individualized. Mm-hmm. Like, we got a lot of comments about, like, oh, I just feel like my boobs are small and I want to feel sexy. Or um, – the idea that bigger boobs are better than smaller boobs. I mean, yeah. I think what's what's sexy to someone is highly subjective. And then also based on how you feel. I know many women, I've sized many women that have had boob jobs. I think if it makes you feel good about you and it's because you want them and you've done the work of like, Am I doing this for someone? Am I doing it because I think society, you know, expects it of me or whatever? I think go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually none of my business. Mm-hmm. But if you feel pressure to do it, apparently there's a lot of pressure from women, from uh, spouses to get them, mm-hmm. or I'm a model and I need bigger boobs to get better jobs or whatever, or like – I think you should really assess that and take that into deep consideration and also know the risks like like you can get sick from your implants. Um, I know women that have had to get them out because it made them sick or uh, if something goes wrong, God forbid, your nipple can turn black and fall off. So sorry. I just said it. Are you kidding? No, I'm dead serious. Oh my gosh. I'm dead serious. Like assess the risks. Also know like don't go to like Mexico because it's cheap. You mm. want you want to work with get a, a doctor. High class plastic get a surgeon. high class plastic surgeon. Um, but I don't shame boob jobs. I mean, yeah. I I think there's not a problem with changing anything about yourself as long as it's something for you, like something yeah. that makes you happy. But anything outside of that, I'm like, girl, you don't need that. Yeah. Like, try yeah. push up bra, or like better yet, go bra less and feel the freedom. Um, and just, I think knowing like feeling sexy comes from your own inner work. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, sexy is a mindset, Mm -hmm. right? Sexy is how you feel about yourself. And I think that if you are coming from a place of insecurity in getting a boob job or really any plastic surgery, you're not going to feel different after you've had that yeah. plastic surgery like the the mental things are still going to be there and there's still going to be something that you can find to feel insecure about honestly mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I think I think that if you want a boob job if you really feel like that's something you want do it actually a lot of women in my family have boob jobs mm. and um I I do know a woman who uh, whose husband bought her a boob job and that makes me feel a little bit weird, I'm going to be honest. Also, just the idea of, like, two silicone sacks, like, inside my body freaks me out. Stressful. <laughs> like, um, I also know someone who had a um, one of her, like, silicone things Break. leaked. Yeah. Yeah, it broke and it leaked and she had to have emergency surgery yep. because the toxins were getting into her bloodstream mm-hmm. and literally could kill her. Yep. Um, and one thing that's interesting is that Technically, boob jobs only have, like, I think a 10-year warranty (laughs) on them. So, like, they really only last, like, 10 years, and you have to get it redone. Yep. Because the the 
it wears out or something. Mm, yep. And so it it sort of like becomes a choice of like lifetime maintenance mm-hmm. and your boobs will never really be the same yeah. again. Um, but like if that's something that you really, really want and you feel like it's like in the same way that I really wanted you know, red hair my whole life. And so I decided to dye my hair red and, Mm -hmm. or I really wanted tattoos. And so I got tattoos. Like that's just as much modifying my body. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, I think that when it comes to breast implants or just like plastic surgery, things in general, there is a lot of societal pressure to conform to specific beauty standards. And like the thing is at the end of the day, Beauty standards come and go. Mm -hmm. Like, what is popular changes. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that even just in our lifetimes on, like, what the beauty standards are has changed. It used to be really popular to have a really flat butt because it meant that you were super skinny and that you were, like, having a model's body. Mm -hmm. And now people love the big butt. Mm -hmm. And it's about having the Kardashian butt. And the Brazilian butt lift has become a huge, Mm -hmm. huge plastic surgery that people do. I listened to a whole podcast about that. Yeah. And so, like... Are you going to modify something about your body just based off of what really at the end of the day is a trend? Mm -hmm. And you're going to be stuck with that trend for the rest of your life unless you get, like, corrective plastic surgery afterwards. And, like, going through a whole surgical procedure for that, I just think there's a lot to consider. Also, the healing process can be rough. Like, these are the women I know that I've worked with. You have to, like, wear this strap thing that, like, basically holds your boobs in place. So you have to do that for, like, a hot second, and you literally have, like, stuff attached to you to collect any excess fluids. Yeah. Like, like you're, like, draining. You're You've draining. Undergone you literally a major operation. have a little tube attached collecting your drainage. Yeah. It's gross. And then there's the stitches and the scarring and all that stuff. But, like, you basically, you're, like, seriously, like, healing for a while. And I'm, like, Ugh. Like, I don't want to do that for, like, anything, so I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I think, at least for me, when it comes to plastic surgery in general, Botox, et cetera, I scorn the um, beauty standards that require that of people. Mm -hmm. But I also, um, I think similar to wearing a bra versus not, like, I also feel like if you... If that feels right to you, you mm-hmm. can totally smash the patriarchy in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> like Emma just said. <laughs> totally. Like, like I, I don't think it's right for anybody to feel good or bad about themselves based on the size of their boobs. Um, yeah. But if you want to do something that's fun for you, like, I'm going to go blonde or I'm going to get eyelash extensions or whatever that may be. Um, I also feel like that that's free choice. I think, yes, mm-hmm. again, assess the risks, do what's best for you. But Yeah, sure the end of the day like it's not right or wrong totally and i will say that there are situations where boob jobs can be really really um like liberating Mm -hmm. so for women who have had like breast cancer and Mm -hmm. wind up Mm -hmm. having to essentially have like their breasts amputated Mm -hmm. yep a lot of those women will get boob jobs to like you know reclaim their their femininity and like Mm -hmm. make their body feel normal again and um there's even tattoo artists that will tattoo realistic nipples onto women who have those operations and it is very cool it is and so like that kind of thing is like a woman trying to come back into her own body and not feel like she has been so you know, ravaged by this sickness. Totally. And I think that's really beautiful. And I, I just want to say that to also caveat that, you know, 
there are situations where a boob job can be very um, liberating and empowering. And Mm -hmm. on that same note, their boob reductions can Mm -hmm. change women's lives. Like women that have just really, really large breasts that cause health complications or um, just the, the reality of like trying to do life with like H size boobs, like that, that can be really hard and challenging. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I remember, was it Ariel Winter? Yeah, Ariel Winter, the actress from Family, uh, Modern Family. Um, She got a boob reduction really young and people gave her a lot of flack for it. And she's like, this like changed my life. Like, I don't think you understand what it's like to try to navigate everyday life with like G boobs. Um, And so, I mean, also on the other side, like if you want a boob reduction, like just know your why. And if if it's something that's going to drastically improve your life, I say do it. Mm -hmm. More power to you. Power to the people. Power to the boobs. Power to the woman. All that to say, we are an equal opportunity boobs entity. So all (laughs) boobs, all boobs are uh, cherished, cherished and loved. Yes. Old, young. Braless, big areolas, ruffle, big areolas, small areolas, dark all nipples, range of light colors. nipples, sharp nipples, soft nipples, off nipples to the side nipples, <laughs> different direction nipples, nipples yes. that have breastfed, nipples, nipples that, have that not. follow you across the room and <laughs> anywhere you go. Wow, <laughs> they're like a little Mona Lisa nipples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a belief that uh, if we had lipsticks that like matched our areola colors, it would probably look perfect on everyone. I, really? I would, yeah, I'm Interesting. Here for that. Let's so try it. to like match your lipstick color. To yeah. Your, and that was the perfect color, color to compliment your I, face. I have a theory that that's probably true. Mm. I, think I don't think Ulta would like me whipping my out, nipple out to compare it to all the swatches. We should come out with a areola colored lipstick brand. <laughs> Wouldn't that be stunning? Woman being. Watch out. This is the new woman being merch that is coming out. It's called. At an Ulta near you. Nip lips. Nip lips. <laughs> Lippy nippies. <laughs> oh I my think word. that is a genius idea, trademark, woman being podcast. Copyright, <laughs> copy, if we say copyright, no one can steal it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been great talking with you guys today. You ladies today, I should say. Um, I think it's unfortunate that boobs have, they've been through a lot, okay? They've been they through have. a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to celebrate them. And we want to also, like, let's apply a little bit more apathy to boobs, I would say, overall. You mean empathy? Apathy. Or apathy. Like, oh. let's stop yeah. freaking out about them yes. as much. Yeah. Like, let's... Look, take away all the concern, let, all the hoopla. Yeah, like, we don't need that. Yeah. Yep. Your boob is just like an elbow, is just yeah. like a knee, is just yeah. like a butt cheek. Like, yeah. it's just a part of your body, just yeah. like every other part of your body is. And... You don't need to freak out. Yeah. Men, boobs are not that big a deal. Just like totally. I don't like, know. If you see a nipple poking through the shirt, you already knew that was there. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a surprise. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There were nipples. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, so I just feel like in general as a society, let's move forward in the direction of boobs are body parts that belong to a human. There you and go. And the human is the most important part. So, um, But yeah, we'll wrap there. I want to remind you all, I know we did this at the top, but we're going to do a bottomless part. Bottomless. Mm. (laughs) Bottomless plug. uh, Which is, and that's going to be our next podcast. Uh, (laughs) All about butts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
you can follow us at Woman Being Podcast on Instagram or TikTok. You can visit our website at Woman Being not at, but www.womanbeingcommunity.com. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That actually makes a huge difference um, in our ability to be found and to find other lovely woman beings like you. Absolutely. So, and we're on all the other podcast platforms too. Yes. We got Stitcher. Them. We got Amazon. We got Spotify. You can actually do video of us yes, on Spotify now. Yes, we are officially now. video on Spotify, yes. which is exciting. Wow. Yeah. So if you want to see our beautiful faces. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, and also YouTube. Beautiful boobs. Yeah. And our beautiful boobs. Here we are. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not that kind of podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All that to say, thank you so much for joining us today, woman beings, and we will see you next week. Ta-ta for now. Oh, bye. (laughs)